Shalil, you look like you smell like a plastic couch. All right, get us in this, uh, Jay. <laughs> there are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Trump! We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Play this truck, or I'm going <laughs> to cover you in powder. Ah, every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Dave? Well, we finished out Prehistoric Month with Theodore Rex last week, and this month we've decided to move on to a new theme. Um, but before we get into it, though, Jay, I'm, I'm just curious. Have you checked our metrics lately? Yes. D- do we have many listeners in the United Kingdom? Uh, we have a couple, yeah. We do. Okay, we're going to lose them this month, then, <laughs> because we yeah. are going across the pond. Goodbye, all three of you. It was nice almost meeting you. Yeah, we are watching uh, British movies all month long, and it's going to be just terrible, you guys. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, Casey, you've got to kick us off this month. What did you bring for us this week? Man, I can't just go full British, so I had to slowly work <laughs> my way in with an American <laughs> leading this film. From 1970, starring Dame Joan motherfucking Crawford, put some respect in and spit in my mouth, Trog. <laughs> and Which is really... Wait, is she a dame? She can't be American. No, but she's a dame to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's the queen of my heart. Casey, before we get too far into this, you're going to need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You and your best girlfriends decided to go spelunking. Don't ask me why. And you found a hole in the ground, stuck a rope in the ground, and then crawled inside of it. And while you were down there, you discovered not just boogers hanging from the ceiling and a weird pond that you let some of your friends go skinny dipping in, but the missing link. Every time. (laughs) In the 10 seconds. Trying to bring him home. (laughs) Before he tries to knock you out and run off with you. Sell us on this movie. Joan Crawford stars in Encino Mommy Dearest, where her antagonist is Alfred from Batman and society at large. Trog only wants fresh fruit and small kids. He's a regular Gary Glitter. Eight seconds. Mm. He's British. It's a British (laughs) joke. Hey, I'm full of them. Ah, I don't think you are. I am. I know all their best pedophiles. This will be primitive, but let's go over the movie that shitty cinema watched. Trog opens with three jaunty cave splunking scientists discovering a new cave in the British countryside. Coming upon a lake inside, 60% of them decide this occasion calls for stripping down to their undies and seeing if this bitch is going to take them to Oz. I have seen pictures of like the fish that live in dark caves, mm-hmm. and I don't want my dick. Yeah, I don't. I want more just layers, like a not thin less. layer of worn <laughs> yeah. cotton. With a, a special entrance hole, its own like garage door right to my dick. I don't want that. No, set all of that aside. What happens afterwards, right? When you get back out, you're soaking wet and you also have all of this gear. You put your clothes back on so your clothes are slightly wet <laughs> and you still freeze to death. I don't know. I don't know. Right. 
how about also you're here with coworkers and you're about to dive into water wearing bleach white panties? Like, <laughs> was I know that you are equally luminescent, but you're not going to be see through. That's a good point. That's where the, all that light was coming from in the cave is those pale ass <laughs> British people. Instead of the Lollipop Guild, though, they instead discover a murderous missing link named Trog that leaves one explorer dead and the other in fits. Moral of the story, be that last third of white guys in this movie. <laughs> yeah, some real adventurous yeah. whites. Yeah. yeah. Rather than call the police, they find the only thing scarier than Trog, known child abuser Joan Crawford. Hey! Joan! <laughs> Joan! What up, bitch? Joan coolly handles the police, interrogates the witness, and decides that she herself is going to go capture proof of Trog himself. Everybody starts this movie out trying to, like, tell Joan Crawford no. Needlessly. And then she finesses them or eventually yells them into a yes. And I love that for her. After going in the cave and taking the most unflattering photo, the police agree to let Joan and the crew drag Trog out of the cave. In true Joan Crawford fashion, she makes sure the paparazzi and half the town show up to watch her pump three drug-fueled darts in Trog so that she can take her new adopted child back home. Yeah, I nobody ever explains how Joan Crawford's just rolling around the English countryside with a goddamn Trank gun. Because she's a scientist. <laughs> yeah, she's an a science Trank gun. I, it's the I 60s. Just love- Doctors could still finger you. the next third or so of the film is spent watching dr joan lob fish at trog like a circus side act teach him how to properly play dollies and how to share with dogs without giving them sids (laughs) yeah there was no john wick warning on this movie they do kill a dog yeah not convincingly so (laughs) dog looks like he's having a great time Unfortunately, though, the townsfolk don't share her enthusiasm with Trog's progress, and we're shown Alfred from Batman pitching an absolute bitch fit at the monthly HOA meetings. <laughs> He's a real Karen about it. That was Very. supposed to be court. See, this guy's convinced Trog's going to escape and go on a murderous rampage, as he's had the proclivity to do that in the past. But Joan isn't having it. She fires her assistant after finding out he's in league with Alfred hires a hot American surgeon, and has him fix Trog's vocal cords, as well as, me think, a, a bit of lipo, but you didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, well, you got it out. Yeah, right. Trog yeah, well, was keeping down. it tight by the end of it. I love that when he cuts <laughs> with the incision, it doesn't at all part the flesh. It just very <laughs> obviously doesn't. And while we never actually hear him talk, Joan boasts he's learning to speak at an alarming rate at the next HOA meeting. Seriously, why did we make such a big thing about him learning to speak and then not have... I don't care if the lips don't match. Yeah, I know. Have him say mama. He can open and close his mouth, kind of. Have him say mama. Have him make him call Joan mama. Oh, Solidify me. Don't I know what this movie's about. (laughs) I know. I thought we were going to teach him something useful. Trog seems to be on track to getting his GED until Alfred shows up in the lab one night, kills the guards, and lets Trog out for a little field trip. Trog foregoes getting his note signed, kills Alfred, and starts making his way downtown, walking fast, kicking ass, and stealing fruit. (laughs) Trog, however, decides that the town life isn't for him, and like Jesus, flips a car. That's what Jesus did, right? 
Uh, yes. He steals a kid and makes his way back to the cave that they found him in. Joan pops into the cave, yells Trog down from hurting a child. Fucking don't cramp her style, Trog. Irony. And returns said cave Becky to her mom. Unfortunately, as we've learned, though, once a pretty little white girl goes missing, it's open season. Trog gets murked by half of the British army, and Joan walks off set, never to act again. Kind of like in Godzilla 1985, where he just walked into the volcano. That that was the same kind of energy I was getting. Also, was this like their John Benet Ramsey, or maybe the more like their baby Jessica? I don't I don't know how that works because the mom was the least convincing, like most ridiculous actress in the actor in the film. My baby, where's my baby? Where's oh wait, hold on. Where's my baby? I want my baby. <laughs> I mean, uh, least convincing, most ridiculous is a very, very competitive race in this movie. <laughs> Because we've got like three or four people that are just so fucking painfully bone dry that they just suck the air out of every scene they're in. <laughs> the the doctor the Joan Crawford fired was the driest one yeah. of all, where yeah. he's just like, "I don't like working for a woman." <laughs> like the fairy visited a saltine cracker. It just is <laughs> impossible. But everyone else, like the the uh, the Alfred character that just bitches about Trog at the monthly HOA meetings, he felt like he was straight out of a fucking Monty Python sketch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he like, was so over the top. Yes, the bad landlord he's, was the cheesiest Monty Python. He's character so fan. upset immediately upon receiving this new information that he's had no time to process. That like, okay, you just want to get the skit going, right? <laughs> Yeah, he the we're first introduced to him bitching about the entire thing, and he does nothing but crank it up every time he's hey. on scene. He's more aggressive. He's also a saboteur. He turned sure. Joan's right hand man against her. It didn't really work out in his favor at the HOA meetings. Also, the way he talks in court is wild as fuck you can just say whatever i mean it was like law and order you know how ridiculous law and order is where yeah. like you can't you can't say any of that none of that's admissible he just heckles the fuck out of joan crawford out of the judge out of anybody and everybody he in does. the middle of court and it's incredible and it doesn't it takes like the third time of him doing no the third scene of him doing this for him to actually get kicked out yeah, it, it it genuinely made me wonder, like, is this a trope in Britain? Uh, and, like, is the British version of a Karen a dude? <laughs> well, is, he's is just, just a landlord, Dave. He's just a landlord. Okay, so it's also why saboteur is Is he redundant. a landlord? Yeah. He's a la- Yeah. Yes, his entire thing is developing land to sell it. He's I thought a fucking he was, landlord. like, a neighbor. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, and which is stupid because, like, Jones like, this is the most exciting discovery. People are going to want to move here. He could just sell really expensive fucking premium housing to scientists that have a shit NIMBY, ton of money. baby. And they're NIMBY. already waspy as fuck. Yeah, but, like, once once Trog's out of the... Like, no one gave a fuck about the land. They just wanted right. the goddamn caveman. Once Trog's out of the cave, why does he give a fuck anymore? He's just angry that anything's occurring in his idyllic little English countryside village. Because he thinks it's going to drive property values down. 
I, they didn't bother developing that enough then because he's just too goddamn angry all the time about every all I got was just literally like change of any sort. He mentions it once in the beginning when they basically first introduced him as character. He mentions that he's a property developer and that this is going to get bad press and drive property values down. And that is his I mean, never, ever, ever talk about his motivation ever again. So it's just because he's that. busy putting in the work. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's not convincing as a property developer. He's just no. convincing as a like local Karen that wants to bitch. Yes. That's absolutely. what his character is. Which is fine. Yeah. Oh, no. I love that as an antagonist. That's fucking great to have in a stupid ass movie like this. I would like it better if he had less stake in it. He was just an absolute piece of shit. (laughs) That's my favorite. Just absolutely just angry that like science is occurring anywhere near him. I have known about Trog for a long time. And one of the things that I I understood about drug and i i've learned i was very very wrong about is i thought it was more thriller horrorish um and more like a monster killing things than it was planet of the apes yeah this definitely took me the first 30 minutes made it feel like it was setting up like a slasher or like a gory thriller and then the next 30 minutes was just like we teach Trog how to be cool and cute. <laughs> it was like uh, it 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 was the same rug pull as like the old timey like Attack of the Giant Slime movies that sold themselves as these like horrible, terrifying, scary monstrosities. And then the first hour and a half was just a dude poorly mic'd in a lab, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of showing when we could have used telling <laughs> in some ways, you know what I mean? You, you, I know we usually beg for the other way around, right. but like, you what know what? What a weird complaint. Yeah, you didn't have to. And then the last 30 minutes was just Trog gets out, Troggy's day out, and... Yeah, yeah. A lot of it, I think a lot of the, like, showing when you could have told was just scenes ran, or not even scenes, shots ran a lot longer than they needed to to get the message across. Like, right at the opening, we don't need to watch every member of this crew strip down and individually disappear below the waterline and then come up in the cave on the other side. That took, like, three minutes to get through. (laughs) We didn't need it. Also, when Joan first shows off Trog, and they have a scene of the people gathering in there and like interacting with him and, and her mostly expositing and conjecturing. But the the scene didn't need to go because the whole point of that was to set up that they were like training him and then for Alfred to be a dick. Right. And they spend way too long like going Wait. over a ton of stuff. And then his being a dick doesn't really land that well. And then just they're just shots of watching the crowd murmur. That's doing yeah. nothing. The scene that went on the longest that was the most unnecessary was Trog's flashback slash drug trip (laughs) of where there's just like, I don't know, eight to ten minutes it feels like of claymation dinosaur fights and then eventual demise when a, a volcano erupts. And like, so did Trog watch this? 
could he like maybe edit a little bit like i don't need to see two like some dinosaur fights like that didn't that doesn't tell us anything okay let's let's talk about that so yeah there's a scene (laughs) what what triggered that was that when trog was getting his throat surgery he was yeah he got some good drugs yeah so while trog's getting his throat surgery he has an intense drug trip and flashes back to what is implied to be something he witnessed firsthand there was a line earlier in the movie about how he had probably been frozen during one of the ice age and thawed later like he hasn't just been in that cave for millennia he was frozen for most of it cryogenics yeah he's like like cryogenics so it was implied that that is something that that he actually witnessed which again why is it like shitty claymation then okay david's 1970 come on fair not only that though dave the way that it's presented to us is only in like 70 80 percent of the screen with squir- squigglies on the right, outside we, of it right we got south park like <laughs> diddly doots diddly doots going down either side everything sepia toned but that footage has been haunting me because i am positive that is some type of classic old ass fucking movie i have seen and i don't know what it's from it's stock so like hey guess what but what has it been fucking used in then because i know probably a lot I, I know I have seen it somewhere. Um. Also, it's not really helpful to, like, we don't give a fuck what the dinosaurs were doing. What about the other trogs? What about the trog bitches? What did they, I, like, there's so many questions. I, if you unfreeze a human, a humanoid who's the missing link, wouldn't you be more curious about, their everyday life and shit like that rather than like cool dinosaur fight but that didn't really help us push the needle i don't i don't know dinosaur fight is pretty cool man it's cool but it's not informational i i did i did write down the note ha ha casey can't escape prehistoric month <laughs> i said i wrapped the last two months and because there's prehistoric and doctors yeah, yeah. um but i gotta say though because we're seeing this from trog's point of view and from Trog's point of view, what the fuck does he care about what the daily life was like? That's daily life for him. Dinosaur fights are cool as fuck, though. <laughs> right? So it's just like curated Trog's best moments? Yeah. Okay. I mean, think about this, right? We like to go watch humans fight, but imagine that there were giant, terrifying lizards that were fighting each other, and that was your entertainment, right? And they probably went and bet. Yeah, that's the difference between Waffle House fights in Michigan and Waffle House fights in Tennessee. The Tennessee ones are wild McNasty. So do, do you think Trog ever fucked? Because, like, that wasn't in his top 100 things to remember while he's on drugs? Oh, I mean, he probably just fucked so much. That like it's blase to him at this. It point. was so <laughs> not notable. Okay, good point. Chuck was a poot hound in his youth. I don't know if you know that. I'm glad they didn't translate that to him trying to bang Joan Crawford's fake daughter or yeah. Joan Crawford because I was like, is it gonna go there? I was real worried that this movie was gonna throw some uncomfortable horny at me, and it mostly didn't. Um, and mostly the horny that it intentionally threw was just so adorably British that I laughed at it. What yeah, horny this did was it intentionally an... have? So yeah. um, the uh, the second uh, of the two spelunkers to trip to strip to his undershorts at the beginning yeah. of the film 
in yeah. the 19 in the late 1960s he was ranked as one of Britain's top physique models. Oh. They didn't throw horny at us, Dave. <laughs> Cuz I don't remember any like characters being horny at all. And no Except horny lines. Maybe Alfred being horny for violence. <laughs> Love that. Alfred was very Alfred was horny for trog blood. He Yeah. Like yeah. that was his very specific kink, I think. Uh, Joan Crawford gave off some really uncomfortable energy with her very young male assistant. Like they they were giving I each just other eyes. Think that's her in her power? Yeah, of... felt more like a power eyesight than it did a horny eyesight. Oh, yeah. absolutely from and her. She kind of had it with everyone. I was just uncomfortable with what he was given back. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, because it's Joan fucking Crawford again. Smash to the end. Well, yeah, okay, that's fair. I get it. Go for it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, th- don't, don't Joan shame him. <laughs> Absolutely not. But yeah, again, that's more zigging when we thought we were zagging of mm-hmm. like, okay, there's, this movie was pretty tame. It had three distinct acts. I mean, like, yeah, this, this movie always kept me on my toes surprisingly yes i also thought there was gonna be more going on with the league of ordinary scientists because joan crawford assembles like these specialists and she mentions all of their names and they all get like one or two lines but not about like their specialty and it's it's really really weirdly used because it's somewhere in between like calling them and putting them in the background of a shot and saying they're there and having them be the focus of a plot line. No, literally all they, she, she puts together a, like a team of scientists and all they do is show up and go, yes, Joan Crawford is right. And then they're gone from the film. <laughs> yeah. It felt kind of Neil Breenish, a little Breeny. She's the smartest one in the room. Right, right. Okay. We've... And now we're leaving. We bring the surgeon back when we need him to operate on Trog, and then we huck him the fuck out of the film, too. Yeah. 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 But he also goes to court, or the HOA meeting, as we've been calling it, yes. <laughs> and uh, says Joan Crawford is the smartest person in the room. <laughs> okay. We've been dancing around it a lot. We need to Have talk we? about Trog. He is the titular character of the film. Trog is just looks like okay. So in Japan they have the like rubber suit guys. This is just somebody's dad with a backwards cape on, <laughs> a fuzzy speedo, some like off-brand UGG boots, yeah. and a cape mm-hmm. in the front that's supposed to be like chest hair. Uh uh-uh. He also has a bunch of hair taped to the back of his hands. That's also true. He had a puff of hair. It looked like someone cleaned out their hairbrush and taped it onto <laughs> his hands. And I loved it. I loved it. His mask is horrifying. I read a lot of reviews of like people like I watched this when I was a kid in the 70s and it freaked me the ever fuck out. And I get that because the mask looks like dead flesh almost like it is not intentional, but it is upsetting. I could see how that would freak out a kid. And the the, the mouth was motorized, so it actually moved. But not like it should. Correct. I think the creepiest thing about the mask for me is the tongue is like almost realistic, but dried out and broken. But it moves too much yeah. in weird and yeah. slow ways. And it 
feels it's uncanny valley in a way that's wrong it made it look like it was going to be more of a horror or dim there was going to be more violence in this film and i was really taken aback by the way that it wasn't used at that at all yeah the movie genuinely forgets about trog's violence for so long that it's like weird and adorable when it decides to circle back and he has his little rampage and throws people through windows. I mean, he did kill a fucking dog once he, you know, in school. He hung a man on a meat hook. He killed a man by throwing (laughs) him through non-safety glass. He flips a car and it immediately blows up. It, like, blows the fuck up immediately. As soon as he turns it on its side... (laughs) The undercarriage is on fire, and then it fucking explodes. Um, Press cars for you. Yeah. Why do, why he do you think kills Alfred. Like, he basically kills yeah, everyone him. he meets except for Joan Crawford. And when he's hanging out with Joan, he's cool. It, the, the butcher that he kills with the meat hook was the one that absolutely killed me. Yes. Because yes. he spots the meat hook. They're like 10 feet away from it. The level of sentience and maliciousness that Trog shows in this WWE SmackDown (laughs) (laughs) when he drags the man back up. You had so many easier opportunities to kill him. You're taking pleasure in this. Several people's heads in at this point. He is capable, according to the tagline in the film, he has the strength of 20 demons, which I guess that's like horsepower for cars. So you can just bash a man's brains in on the floor in like two, three hits. But he did. He had the intention. He had he was a man on a mission and he didn't just like do the normal like hang him on his neck. He shoved the meat hook. He shoved him so hard. It it went through his rib cage and through the front of his body. Trog Suplex is the guy in the water. So we get some good wrestling moves. Again, going back to wrestling when we were talking about our wrestlers needing more wrestling activities. That's good action for movies. I love it. That shit works. I mean, it doesn't work in that it's not like convincing violence. It is very clearly people choreographing like, okay, I'm going to pick you up now. And I'm going to like, okay, one, two. You can see them counting. It's ridiculous. But it is entertaining. Hell yes. And it's probably not easy in that big-ass mask. I can't imagine you see very well. Oh, wait. My favorite part was Trog dancing to, like, a sonata. And he's like, okay, we're doing, like, a little waltzing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they change the radio station to some, like, British Invasion shit. Like, hey, hey, we're the... British people, we only want bread around. And Trog loses his shit. Absolutely <laughs> goes ballistic until they throw his jams back on. He needs that slow jams. He needs that Marvin Gaye. Uh, I gotta be honest, I fucking hate that trope. You knew the, it was coming. Yes. The, the, the yeah. music soothes the savage beast and the like. At the least savage let breast. It, at least let the classical music play out for a second or two before he starts cooling it because it's literally like the first note he doesn't like classical music he just likes violins i guess how would he feel about Lindsay sterling is she too fast so the actor that they got to play trog is a professional wrestler or was a professional wrestler which is why one of the reasons why they got him to play it and he was so 
great for that role, in my opinion. I think he was great. It's a word. I I mean, I I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say he was great. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it is great because it's campy as hell. And it is the kind of camp that goes really well with wrestling. I'm not going to say the middle third where he learns how to play with dollies works for that. Okay. okay. Fair. <laughs> okay. okay. We need to talk about that scene. Do we? So Joan Crawford and her scientist daughter are slowly gaining the trust of Trog to where they can have his door open and they're in his cage a little bit and they're like, hey, look, it's a little dolly. And it's like one of those like little walking dolls that you wind up and her daughter's teaching him how to wind it up. And she keeps like giving him the doll and having him give the doll back to her. And all I could think of is in Mommy Dearest when she makes her kids donate all of their Christmas and birthday <laughs> gifts back to poor kids. And I was like, you couldn't just let them have it, could you, Joan? You can afford them. Come on. Nope, absolutely not. It, the lesson is in him giving it back. And this is why <laughs> Trog will not be in my will, and he knows why. He knows, he knows why. why. I was surprised that the movie, okay, so the movie establishes that Trog loves the color blue. And, of course, Joan Crawford's rocking a lot of blue to, you know, make her eyes pop. Look at you. You know your shit. Get it, girl. And they show Trog get exposed to, like, a, a red circle on a piece of paper, and he freaks out and tears it up. And then later, Joan wears red to coat. And I thought they were going to utilize that, like, oh, shit, is Trog going to attack her? And then they just never do anything with it. So it was kind of sad that we didn't get to see Joan Crawford go hand to hand with Trog and win, obviously. I don't I, I think you're reading a lot more into the color. I thought that was just a one off thing to have him be naughty and for Joan to again just yell him down. Like this man has the strength of twenty demons and Joan Crawford's like, knock it the fuck off. Stop ripping that paper up. And he's like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I've adopted 20 demons and cut them all out of my will. <laughs> you don't mean shit to me. Yeah, I, I didn't at all get the like Toro Toro red color theory shit there. I thought it I thought it was as J, as Jay said, this is just a like sun's getting real low big guy showing how she can tame Trog. Yeah. Oh, no, I took it as they tried to make everything like that. Like, oh, look, see, he doesn't like because he doesn't like flashes. He freaks out every time someone uses a flash on a camera. The red probably um, reminds him of fire because he freaked out when the car went on fire. I mean, he was standing next to an explosion. That seems like a reasonable. He's uh, lived through dinosaurs. Out. Fucking grow up. Grow <laughs> up, Trog. The, the car exploded into fire. <laughs> Dinosaurs don't just explode, Casey. This is a novel experience. Wait. He also wait, wait. watched like a whole ass volcano set shit on fire, too. No, 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 Case. You just came up with the best idea. Why don't we do dinosaur fights, but we treat them like Hollywood treats cars? So it's like a dinosaur throws a dinosaur down the side of a cliff. It, it hits the ground explode. and it just explodes. Immediately explodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm in. Oh my God. Okay, when this movie first started and Joan Crawford first starts talking, she almost has a British accent. And I was like, oh man, that's 
pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty. That's a high goal to set a whole movie to do. Oh nope, she's done. Okay, <laughs> why didn't they just yeah, make her an American yeah. scientist then? Or is she mocking her the countrymen openly? Like this <laughs> is what you all sound like. <laughs> anyway, so Trog's got to have a, a toothache. You know, a toothache care. That was so funny. I was like, oh, man. Wow, that's bad. And it's gone. Yeah. It's I, gone. I just assumed <laughs> the director or somebody was off camera giving the, like, no stop throat <laughs> slash move. Yeah. Yeah, it it was a it was Madonna levels bad or Lindsay Lohan right like levels okay. of British like that was so bad it would be more embarrassing for me to have to say why I want to do another take, but I can see that she got what I was saying so we're just gonna move on and ignore it. <laughs> Dude, she's wickedly intense in this movie. I if if it would have came down to Trog versus her, I'm not sure that I'd be putting my money on Trog. Her. It, we'll even let Trog team up with Alfred. Still her. <laughs> Give him a gun. I also read somewhere that the scene where okay, so the the we forgot to mention the movie ends abruptly. Abruptly, <laughs> there's a a stormtrooper firefight in the cave where finally Trog is dead, and as soon as he's declared dead, Joan Crawford's like, "I hope you're all happy," and then walks off. And that's the end of the movie. Like that's immediately roll credits. Apparently they did that in one take and she just kept walking because she realized it was her last movie. And she's like, this is fitting. And I think just went to her trailer. <laughs> <laughs> like we're done. <laughs> Bye. Honestly, uh, fully support that as a way to end your film. When the story's done, fucking get to the credits, man. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. need to. We don't. Six months later, right? I don't. I don't care. Honestly, again, another left turn from the film because I expected some kind of epilogue, but I'm really happy that I didn't get one because I don't know. There wasn't anything that they didn't really leave resolved, unresolved. Yeah, I thought they're gonna let Trog live and just refreeze him. Yeah, I I really thought actually that they were just going uh because Trog gets chased back into the caves. Uh, Joan goes in and gets the little kid out of the cave and then the army sets off a bunch of explosives and we get the most terrible BBC special effects of foam rocks falling over the cave entrance. Yeah. And I thought they were three times. Yeah. Like three times, but there's less rocks each time they cut back. Yeah. Yeah. It's genuinely confused. They look like new rocks, but they took the old ones out. I don't know. Anyway, I thought they were just going to seal the cave up and leave him in there. To, Same. you know, eat fish until he dies. But no, they then go in. So I don't. Why? Why did they set off the explosives? They did literally nothing other than send foam it's rocks It's so around. that they could fit more than one guy in a time. Yeah. It's so they could send in multiple people at a time. They were widening the entrance. Oh, OK. Yeah. And they fucking needed all of them because, yeah, they were stood <laughs> like four feet away yeah. from him and could not hit. It. You could have slapped him with your gun. Easier than these men I, right, could shoot him. Right. Get a bayonet, pussy. I loved that scene. I was dying because I said, first off, everyone in there no longer has hearing. They just, they, no That's one can gone. hear anything. <laughs> That's over. Automatic firearms. People are unloading. Secondly, ricochet everywhere. Everybody's dead. Like, the better, the better ending of that 
is like the fire, the gunfire stops, everything goes silent, and they send more people in, and just everybody's fucking dead. You think Trog is shooting back? All of yeah, our guy does. Yeah, all of our yeah, guys are riddled yeah. with bullets. <laughs> they they go so long without hitting him. Eventually, the bullets do start hitting Trog, and he kind of you know like well, I mean, there's literally no special effects. He just kind no. of jerks himself around and falls over. <laughs> They go so long without any of them apparently hitting him that I thought it was going to turn into a fucking skit from Archer where, like, Trog was just going to look down and be fine and everyone had died to fucking bounces. I hope so. Well, we won't make you wait a million years. Dave, I gotta know, from 1970, starring Dame Joan... Crawford, <laughs> Trog, would you watch it again? Man, ah, uh, this is a really tough answer because I think if you ask me, would I watch it again? The answer's no, but I oh. would. But I think I would put it on again. Here's the thing: if I was just gonna sit down and watch a movie by myself, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> There's no reason I would watch this again sure. if I'm just chilling by myself. Kay. But this is like the perfect movie to put on if you're having a bunch of people over, but they're not over yes. to watch a movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to count yeah. that as a yes then. You only need one person to be paying attention at any given time, and they'll be able to catch everybody up when they decide to. You can just take shifts. <laughs> Correct. But I, I, it is just so god. I the first ten minutes of this were so goddamn boring. I was really worried. I found some B movie schlock in there. I enjoyed. So, I, I, yeah, whatever that counts as no for me, but yes for a party. <laughs> yes. Casey's counting it as a yes. All right, Casey's counting it as a yes. Jay, how about you? From 1970, starring not a dame. Joan Crawford. She's a fucking dame. Trog, would you watch it again? I really wanted to... I really didn't know what to expect with this. And I guess one of the weirdest things with this is I was sort of... I really didn't know what to expect with Trog. And one of the weirdest things for me is that I was sort of on the edge of my seat because it was so weirdly unpredictable. And I didn't know what to pay attention to and kept being shocked. And I... I don't want to say that I had a really great time or that it was the most fun, but also it was so campy and yet weirdly unaware of some campy parts, but aware of other campy parts that I, I, I couldn't get a read on it. And I almost didn't know how to feel afterwards. I, I was like, God, that was what, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And so I want to say, no, I'm not really going to watch it again because I, I think you're right, Dave. I don't think I would sit down and just watch it. But also, I might sit down and watch it again because it was just that weird and campy that I feel like I could get something out of it. And Joan Crawford's so intense and off-putting for some of the campiness that it gives it a creepy vibe. And so I think, yeah. Yeah, I would watch Trog again, which is real Woo! unexpected. But Casey, what about you? You picked this, you started it, you tied the last few months together. Trog, would you watch it again? 
I'm not even going to pretend. Joan Crawford, she ate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is fucking ridiculous. Joan Crawford, always intense. Even when she's trying to be soft and compassionate, she's always an apex predator. Well, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Always showing your Trog is fun. He's (laughs) silly and murderous. Uh, Again, Alfred's in it. That was cool to see him younger. He's not young, but he's younger. Um, It's a bizarre little gem of a film if you like 70s movies if you like monster movies if you love dame joan crawford you should watch it uh but yeah i would watch it again that makes a tentative three out of three of us would watch 1970s trog starring joan crawford again Pretty stiff competition, Jay. What do you have uh, lined up for us next week? Well, I decided that we're going to watch a movie with a different Alfred and James Bond. That's right. Michael Caine and Roger Moore in 1990s Bullseye. Oh, it sounded good to use it in 1990s. Well, bring your passports. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Casey.cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. If you want to throw us a couple pounds, baby, Patreon slash Shitty Cinema or PeepShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn off the lights. Take some flash photography of Trog. And then don't be mad when he fucking breaks your camera a la Kanye West. (laughs) 